it was really kind of a long, circuitous kind of journey to get there, as I think many of us have. And a lot of us do. I think we go down one path and we're like, oh, this isn't quite the right one. This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need to land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction, but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while and I'm really sorry about that, but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more, all from trusted sources that will get you that remote job. So if you're ready and serious to take the next step, then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. Again, you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. On this episode, I'm really excited to speak with Lynn, who is a travel addict, nature lover, podcaster, and the founder of Wander Your Way, which is a travel blog that helps to connect travelers with locals. For eight years, she's been planning independent trips to Europe, as well as photographing and writing about Europe. So listen on to find out how to fully connect with travelers around the world. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am really excited to speak with my guest today. I'm here with Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Debbie. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much. I I already love talking to Lynn before we even did this interview because she's so positive and her energy is already getting me up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm already like upbeat because um, of her. So I'm even more excited to talk to you, Lynn. So uh, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Oh, so I live an offbeat life because I'm not in the cubicle, (laughs) (laughs) not doing the nine to five, um, you know, um, just, I I really think that just kind of pursuing your own passions and pursuing what you love. And that's what I'm doing. I'm pursuing travel and I, I do a bit of traveling and I have made travel into my business. I am a travel planner, travel blogger, photographer, writer, podcaster. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I get to work when I want, uh, how I want. Um, and I get to, you know, I always say I do what I want, when I want and how I want to do it. So <laughs> that's me living an offbeat life. Well, that's certainly something that we all want in our life. We all strive for, and it's a journey to get there. And I'm sure it has been a journey for you too, Lynn. What was that like for you? And I'm pretty sure you had a nine to five, right? Or did did. you? Yeah. Yeah. And how was that transition like? And what made you decide to finally leave that? Because I feel like we all have that moment in our life where you choose, right? You either stay in your comfortable life or you take a risk and do something big that you may fail in. (laughs) So it's a little (laughs) scary, but there's always that moment. What was that like for you and how did you decide to move forward? Well, you know, I kind of got started. (laughs) It's 
say a little bit late because I kind of just was struggling. Like after I finished college, you know, at 22, I just, I didn't know what exactly I wanted to do. Photography was always a big part of my life, but I think I was always afraid to pursue it. And when I went back to school in my late 20s, and FYI, I'm now 56, which is hard for me to say, but I am. Um, and I, 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 pursued a photography degree. And then I, I moved away from Ohio and moved to Colorado. And I kind of thought, well, I'm probably going to have a little bit of a, a non-traditional kind of life as I'm living here because, you know, something like photography, especially because I wanted to do like outdoor photography, that's going to be like, you know, maybe doing a little bit of traveling and not having regular hours. But then I got sucked into doing the whole, you know, it, I was kind of failing at that. I wouldn't say failing, but I just wasn't, I wasn't getting where I wanted to. So yeah. then, you know, you kind of take, go to those backup plans and you take that sort of nine to five job. And I ended up working in county government when I, when I lived in Colorado and I had a nice, you know, good salary and benefits and time off. And of course that time off, then I started to travel. And as I started to go outside of the U.S. for travel, um, you know, I was full disclosure, I was like 39 the first time I left the U.S., um, oh, which wow. is, you know, yeah, I was pretty old. <laughs> and <laughs> that was it for me. I mean, I went to Spain and I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. And, you know, I think I knew at that point that I had to figure it out. I had to figure out what my life was going to be because I knew it wasn't going to be working for county government for 20, 30 years. So, you know, I, I kept pursuing my photography to some degree and... It was probably like after 15 years of living in Colorado, I think it was probably around 2009 or 10, I decided that I was just going to start stocking away some money and that I was going to quit in sometime in 2011 and I was going to leave. I talked to my parents. I was like, can I move back into my old room so that I can start my own business without having the overhead of, you know, paying rent and utilities and they graciously said yes, um, because they are the best parents ever. And, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, and I was able to come back and start a business. And I kind of went down the road of photography. Like I wanted to really make photography such a part of it, part of my life, because it had been a part of my life since I was, you know, like 12. And I realized that it wasn't going to just be photography. I mean, talk about like, failing. I took off in 2011 and traveled for, let me see, maybe three to four months. I think I was gone. And um, I thought, okay, I've got a nice stock of money. I'll just <laughs> travel and I'll try to get some photography stuff as I go along. And, you know, it didn't really happen. So I didn't have, a, I didn't have a good plan. So I came back and just decided that I needed to kind of reset. And after kind of resetting, I realized that maybe becoming a travel planner was, a, you know, a travel agent, if you will, was a good idea because travel agents were starting to make a bit of a comeback then. So I found a way to, to kind of start to meld things together and, you know, kind of did the whole like started a blog so people could kind of start to find me and then got to the point where... I put out my shingle, so to speak, you know, hung out my little <laughs> sign, wonder your way and started my travel planning business. Yeah, it was really kind of a long circuitous kind of journey to get there, as I think many of us have. And a lot of us do. I think we go down one path and we're like, oh, this isn't quite the right one. But 
I knew that I like, you know, after working in county government for, you know, I think I was there for 10 years in that job. And, you know, after about six or seven of them, I'm like, this is not how it's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> it can't. Yeah. Well, it's it's really interesting in that sense, because, that you know, that obviously happened to me when I was in my my day job. And uh, one of the things that I always say is I looked at everybody that was around me and, you know, I had a really good job. You know, my my bosses were incredible. The people I was working with was great. And I think that's the hardest when it doesn't really suck, when there's nothing wrong about it and you're very comfortable and that's even harder to leave when nothing is wrong. But what made me really decide was looking at everybody and saying to myself, do I want their life? Do I want that for my future? And then realizing that no, you, it, it's not, it's not what I want. So that it's like really taking stock of that, looking at what your life is like and being like, okay, is this what my future is going to be? <laughs> and then when you're like, oh my gosh, no, I don't want it. I want something more. It becomes like an eye opener. And I love that you you did all of that and you took a chance because it is a lot of failures. There's so much yeah. that happens to it. And you kind of, hu- you have to humble yourself in so many different ways. And especially if you come from an environment where maybe you're the boss, you have like a high paying salary, and then all of a sudden you're back to square one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's an awful feeling, but it's also a really good one because it's going to lead you to everything you've ever wanted. But again, it's like going back to square one again most of the time. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And and you know what, like you, I always say the boss that I had, <laughs> shout out to, to shout out to Mike. Um, I always say he was the best boss ever because it was like, oh, Mike, I need to take I want to take, you know, three weeks off and go to Europe. He goes, do you have the time saved up? Yep. OK, bye. Have fun. <laughs> so, I mean, it was never like, you know, there was a good um, kind of work life balance, I think, with the group that I worked with. And I had wonderful coworkers who I'm still friends with. And that was hard. But I just, like I said, I just knew that it wasn't for me, that that wasn't the life I wanted to live. I just, you know, and and I had gone out and I had done, done some traveling and I was like, that's when I felt the most alive. That's when I felt like I was me. Yeah. Um, and I think kind of being true to yourself and who you really are. And I think the gifts that you have that you need to give to 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 the world. You know, so many of us, I think, end up like in jobs that we're not really fully utilizing our gifts that we were given from the universe or whatever you believe in. But, you know, I, I believe that we all have those gifts and it's like, you got to go out there and you got to, you got to be you and yeah, give those gifts back to the world. So. And, and also believing that you can do it, right? Because I think a lot of us really doubt ourselves or maybe we're surrounded by people who have never done anything that was a risk or uh, they're just living a comfortable life and you feel like that's what you should be doing because that's what everyone in your circle is doing. I was listening to a podcast, I forgot which one it was, and he was talking about like his mother and some other person that always told him like he was crazy for wanting to do what he was doing, what he was trying to pursue. And he said, 
I don't want to do that to my own children or my own friends or anybody around me. So he says that whenever anybody ever tells him something crazy, like a crazy thing they want to do with their life, he always says, how can we make this happen? Instead of saying, Mm -hmm. are you nuts? That's impossible. That's, you know, you're never going to do that. That's too hard. So now every time, every time I think about what I want to do or I hear somebody say something like outlandish or, you know, for me is crazy. I always say, how can we make this happen? How can I help you get to that point? Because most of us don't have that, you know, and I would have liked to hear that from from somebody that was close to me. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, that's the perfect thing to say to somebody. (laughs) I I agree with that. Yeah. I, 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 you know, and, and I grew up, you know, obviously, you know, being a little bit older, you know, and my parents were, you know, it was just more traditional, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so all the things that I kind of wanted to do, everybody looks at me like, are you crazy? Plus I come from the Midwest, (laughs) which is like, then like, you know, that just adds another part to it because, you know, people tend to be a little bit more kind of traditional or have traditional jobs. So it it was really hard for me to say Mm -hmm. that this is, you know, what I want to do. And yeah, and people saying, well, how's that going to work? You know, (laughs) you can't make that work. You know, that's, you know, that is nuts. And I think that that kind of brings another thing is it's really good to find a community of people who can support you. And sometimes that means, I hate to say this, but sometimes it means you got to break up with people, you know, break up with friends. I mean, and it, you know, it's really hard if it's family members, but sometimes you just have to maybe spend a little less time with those family members if they're not helping you, you know, and supporting you and lifting you up. But yeah, I think, you know, that, that positive, you know, way of framing that is like, well, how can we make that happen? Because anything's possible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look at so many people right now that are doing things that are, impossible, right? And I'm like, they can do it. You know, obviously not everyone is going to be the same like that, but they also don't have the same goals, you know, like what person wants some is something that you may not want, but that doesn't mean that they can't achieve it. And it could be impossible. There's a lot of things that, you know, walking to the moon, having an airplane, like, you know, even a car, yeah, those things were impossible for so many of us. And also like when I was growing up and, you know, it was crazy to even think that we can see people on video when we're doing a call. And now that is what we do every single day. That's what we're doing now. And I'm like, there's so many things that people thought was impossible. And I can't even imagine how many people would have done things that were impossible into possibilities if somebody just said to them, how can we make this happen? How can yeah. I help you get to that next level? And, you know, it's it's a crushing thing when you hear that from somebody that you care about, somebody that you love. And I think, you know, I definitely had that mentality for, for myself and, you know, for, for other people as well. But when I started changing, like, that mental, you know, it's like a mental blockage that you have, right? Right. It turns things around. It makes things feel like there is something out there for you. And it's it's so yeah. important to, to remember that, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got to really, you know, sometimes it's hard, you know, we have that whole, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't know enough or whatever. But you just have to keep surrounding, like I said, I think surrounding yourself with with people who who believe in you and can kind of keep uplifting you is kind of one way for you to follow that. I don't 
you know, passion or whatever it is that you feel like that this is what I want to be doing with my life. And that's taking you down some sort of non-traditional type of life, then you need to go for it. And getting over that imposter syndrome can be really hard. And it's it's that mindset that you really have to kind of start to, to shift. And I think, again, surrounding yourself with people that that believe in you and that can support you is is like a huge part of helping you shift your mindset. Yeah. So let's go back to kind of what you've been doing, Lynn, because you're doing so many incredible things. You're in the travel industry, but not just in one niche. You're in a lot of different things. You tr- you're you a travel planner, you blog, you do photography, you do podcasts. Like, how did you get into all of these things? And how do you, I mean, I, I'm in a lot of things too. And I'm like, Lynn, how do you focus? Because that's one of the things that I'm like, <laughs> That's why, you know, before we did the interview, I'm like, Lynn, I forget everything. That's why I write everything down because there's so much in my head. Sometimes I even forget what day it is. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So how do you I'm, I'm trying to learn here. I'm like, how do you do it, Lynn? Oh, well, you know, I have to write. I'm even older, so I definitely have to write everything down as we were talking beforehand. Um, I think we all like, you know, those of us who are entrepreneurs, um, you know, we have our times that, you know, with our fingers and a lot of different uh, pies, so to speak. We do sometimes have trouble with focus. So I think sometimes just learning how to um, maybe theme your time or block your time. You know, Monday mornings are going to be for this task and Monday afternoons I'm going to do this. That's one way to help. I kind of have to say, okay, you know, like this is maybe a photography day. Um, so I'm going to just work on photography on this day. This is a day where I'm going to, or like maybe like work on client work. So I'm planning trips. So I might want to be, you know, I might want to set up times since I'm, since I do a lot of Europe. Well, that's really the only thing I do is Europe travel planning. So, you know, kind of keeping the time difference in mind, I might say, well, it's going to be better for me to try to do that work in the morning because I know I'll get a response if I'm emailing people or I need to call people. So, you know, I think that's kind of one thing is you is blocking out time and mm-hmm. learning to use your whatever works for you, whether it's a, a calendar, like a Google calendar or something like that, or if you're a paper person, <laughs> then you then you use the old fashioned kind of planner. I tend to be both <laughs> because I because I feel like I need both places to do that. And it, so I yeah, I think kind of that that whole I think that's kind of a big thing with time management is is that kind of time blocking or theming your days. I don't like to do the same thing all day long. So I like to do it like in chunks of time, like, okay, I'll set aside a couple of hours and I'll maybe record a podcast or I'll, you know, write a blog or, you know, I'll take a couple of hours and do some research for a client. So yeah, I I think that that's kind of one thing. It is hard though. There's lots of notes. (laughs) Like things everywhere. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm the same way. Like I, whenever I am writing something, um, I mean, when I'm recording, like I'll, I'll just go straight to it and then I'll, I'll finish everything. But especially when I'm, when I'm writing something, I always have to take a break because I'm like, this is a lot, you know, you're doing a lot of research, you're writing, and it takes a lot of mental energy. And I'm like, I always have to take a break. I'm always like, how do I, 
uh, take a snack. I'm like, (laughs) not even a break. I take a snack. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. And that's the other thing is like, you know, I think too, like, you know, when you are working for yourself, you have to remember to take care of yourself. You know, that self-care is huge. You have to get, you have to make yourself get up and get away from your desk. Like every, you know, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever. I mean, I've had times where I know I've been sitting too long because I get up and I'm like, you know, I can feel it. I haven't been moving. So that getting up on a, on a regular basis and moving around and then just making sure that you, you know, you know, it's very easy, I think, for us to like work well into the night, which if that's when you're at your most productive or most creative, you know, power to you, then, then maybe that's, you have to alter your day. I've kind of started to, you know, shut my, make sure it's like, nope, it's six o'clock in the evening. I'm done. You know, I'm closing the laptop. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything else unless I would have like a client call because of, you know, the after work time or something. But, you know, I think it's really important to, to make sure that you're also taking care of yourself. It's something that we entrepreneurs are very oh, bad so at. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am like, I'm raising my hand on that one because that's really hard. But you know what, what I find with myself too, is that it's really hard to, put things down because I do really enjoy everything that I do. And when I get bored, I work. When I'm like sad, I work. When I'm happy, I work. Like every emotions, <laughs> I work. I'm just like, okay, that has to stop because I'm like, and, and now I know when to stop because my eyes get blurry and I'm like, okay, that means I have to stop. But uh, but that's a good thing, right? Like you love what you do so much that you don't want to stop working, but it's also not good because you also need to have balance in your life. So exactly, yeah. exactly, <laughs> yeah. That's you know, and and I and I have to admit that I, I've been really bad about taking time off, and mm-hmm. be, because like you, it's like I love what I do, so it's like, eh, you know, it doesn't feel like work, right? Exactly. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm just gonna keep going. But you do, I think, especially if you spend a lot of time in front of a computer, uh, you you need to walk away. <laughs> you definitely need to to take that time off. So that's something that I personally have been um, kind of, I guess, a New Year's resolution, if you will. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to to work on that a little bit more and at least take, you know, even if it means like uh, I take Sunday afternoons off or something, you know, maybe I do a couple of hours in the morning and then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. So, and that's probably more because I would just go and then I kind of feel like though, I mean, and I don't know if you, if you have this problem, Debbie, if you kind of just go, 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 but then you kind of like hit the wall. Yeah. That's happening. <laughs> and then you're like, lot. and then you're like, I can't, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> and when that happens to me, I'll take like a whole week off. I'm like, that's why I don't do this. Cause I can't right. do anything. <laughs> so, but it's, it's true. You have to have balance in your life because otherwise it's just gonna bring you down and you can't work. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to learn from that. So (laughs) it is a learning process. (laughs) Yeah. So you're definitely, you know, you're working for yourself. You're doing all of these things. How are you actually able to create income doing what you love in the travel space right now? Well, things were on the upswing until the, until the pandemic came mm-hmm. along. Um, so I actually did have, uh, I ended up when I was living here, well, I still am living here in Cincinnati. I did take a part-time kind of location-dependent job where I was working at our local community center kind of to supplement my income as I was trying to build my business. Now I have, I work for location indie location indie.com where i'm the community manager so i do about like 10 to about 12 hours a week for them so that gives me kind of a base income and then 
it's really through travel planning. And I, I have like three levels of service and that's where I make my money. I do a little bit of stock photography selling. Doesn't really pay like it used to. There might be a little bit of affiliate sales. I do have some e-guides, which I'm hoping to expand and do a few more of those. But um, yeah, 2020 was going to be my best year. <laughs> and then we all know what happened. So um, this year, 2022, is actually looking like it's going to be my best year. So thankfully, I think barring any major variants of, of COVID coming along that shut things down, I think everybody is just ready to get back out there and start traveling. So, so that's really how I'm bringing my income. So it's multiple streams, really. You know, I do have kind of a, a set thing with, with my community manager position with Location Indie and then, you know, all the travel stuff. So, and that keeps growing, you know, and I definitely made a lot of mistakes in starting my business and I didn't know what I didn't know um, kind of thing. And so I feel like in these last few years, even despite the pandemic, I've just been able to get my name out there a little bit more. I've kind of learned to be a better blogger with, you know, things like SEO. And I think the podcast, which I just started a podcast a year ago, I started it in January of 2021. That's helped also to bring in more people um, since so many people obviously are listening to podcasts these days. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's multiple revenue streams and I think it will remain that way going forward. I love that. Well, that's really how we all survived this, right? And I think before the pandemic, people would look at us and say, well, that's really unstable. How do you survive that? And now after the pandemic, they're like, how can we do the same thing that you do? Because now if you lose one stream of income, you're still making money from something else. And, right. you know, and on top of that, you learn so many different skills working for yourself that you can work in so many different sectors, right? Like you could be a photographer, a writer, a podcaster, all of these different things that you've learned that not a lot of people who's only done one job their whole entire life can do. So that makes you unique. You know what? I agree. In fact, as that happened, I had worked on my own website and I had a couple people then approach me because, you know, I had worked in WordPress and just kind of figured out and everybody is like, I really like your website. I'm like, I did it myself, you know? And so I ended up kind of picking up the few jobs that way and making and earning a little bit of extra income. It's like through the pan, you know, the worst part of the pandemic when people definitely weren't traveling and was able to create some income that way. So yeah, I mean, that's it. I think when you are, you know, an entrepreneur and you are a solopreneur and you're doing all the things and wearing all the hats, you do get a lot of skills and it is very helpful for yeah. sure. Yeah. And you don't realize how valuable the skills that you are learning until like you're actually, you know, either making income or other people are coming to you to do these all of these services or whatever it is that, that you're doing because it's it's really yeah. valuable. It's super valuable. So don't be afraid to go out there even if you're in your regular job right now to do it on your own because you don't know you could get another job, remote work, doing exactly what you're doing right now for yourself. And if it's what you're doing for yourself for free, you must love it to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Love that. So Lynn, let's move forward to about 20 to 30 years from now and you're looking back in your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Hmm. 
You know, I think one of the things that I always love as a as a travel planner is when my clients come back and they tell me what a great trip they had. Um, you know, and they've created these wonderful memories with the loved one or, you know, family or whoever they they happen to be traveling with, or if they're, you know, a solo traveler, it's just memories that they have, right? I guess that's what I kind of hope that I'm remembered for is that I really kind of helped people create these wonderful trips and create these wonderful memories and that they can look back at that and that I had a little hand in that and helping them create that trip. Or for people that maybe don't come to me to um, actually plan their trip, but just maybe through some of my photography and my writing and the podcasting that I've maybe inspired them to maybe take a trip that they wouldn't have otherwise. Because I just really believe in I really believe in travel. I just, you know, it, it pushes you outside of your comfort zone. And especially if you, you know, if you're not traveling in the posh places and, you know, I think what you get out and you meet other people and you see other ways of life and walks of life and you meet all kinds of people and it just, I think it just enriches your life hugely. And so that's sort of like, I always feel like that's my greater purpose with Wonder Your Way is I just want to keep encouraging and inspiring people to travel and to travel internationally and really see that we may have our differences, but when it comes down to the core things, we are all the same. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and you know, the, the thing about that too, what you do is you're a part of their memory whenever they look back at what they've done and you help created some, for some people, they really have been waiting for this for so long or they've saved up for it and you're a part of that. You're a part of making sure that their dream is is coming true. So yeah, that is yeah. a really big thing and, you know. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. They're going to remember that, you know, for forever because that's what I remember. I'm like, I remember the people, like the places and the travels that you do. So I love that legacy that you're building and creating and continuing to do. So that's amazing, Lynn. So I am so happy that you joined us here today, Lynn. I'm so appreciative of you. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? They can find me at Wonder Your Way on all the channels. It's W-A-N-D-E-R. So it's wonder like I'm wondering, but not lost. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find me on all like all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, or probably and Pinterest are probably the two I'm the most active on. So yeah, wonderyourway.com. Go check it out. That's awesome. It's simple. It's easy. Make sure you check Lynn out everywhere. Thanks again, Lynn. We really appreciate you. Thanks, Debbie. I appreciate you too. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Lynn. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares why you don't have to be in your 20s to start life on your own terms. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. 
If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.